is Angela Yee, and I'm telling you right now that the Alive Podcast Network app is the best directory of podcasts created for us by us. From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com. Coming soon to iOS and Android. Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Swirl Suite, everybody. Happy Wine Wednesday. I have a very, wait, I forgot to introduce myself like I always do. I am Sarita. You can follow me at Find Me Up on all social media. And this is the Swirl Suite Podcast. And you can follow the Swirl Suite on all social media. It's me and a very special guest today. Hello, George. How are you? Oh, amazing. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on, too, by the way. Oh, of course. Of course. I knew you would be a fantastic guest. (laughs) (laughs) So for those who don't know who you are, introduce yourself. Yeah, so my name is George Washington Carver Walker III. Um, Wait, I that's your to... real name? Yeah, straight up. That's yeah. what's up. That's so, so dope. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go uh, ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't say my full name enough, so I had to throw it in here <laughs> real quick. <laughs> but um, I'm from, um, so born in North Carolina, moved from North Carolina to Chicago, from Chicago to Northwest Indiana, um, and now I am in Michigan. Um, I'm founder of Grape Dow. Um, yeah, doing my thing out here in Michigan. Okay, so let's back up for a second because you're leaving a whole lot of stuff out. Um, <laughs> I've been, I've read articles about you, and I've been on your Instagram. Um, tell me how you got to the culinary industry and how you got into wine. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, in all honesty, in high school, I was uh, I was trash at school. In all honesty, like <laughs> completely. And you know, my my pops was a pastor and my mom was just a teacher, so they just wasn't having it. Um, and they were like, uh, and like my sophomore year in high school, they ended up like handing me this pamphlet, and like I started looking through the pamphlet. I'm like, yo, what is this? And I started seeing like um medical stuff and I started seeing like cosmetology and then I saw like culinary and media production I was like yo what is this and they're like okay so since you're not good at school basically <laughs> we're gonna send you to a tech center to choose something so you know I'm looking through the pamphlet and I end up choosing culinary because I just thought I was just gonna smash the entire time just like eat the entire time mm-hmm. so I ended up I'm glad choosing- you cleared that up because I was confused for a second go ahead yeah Right, right, right. (laughs) So yeah, I ended up choosing like this culinary path, like through that. And honestly, like I went, I went to the first class in high school. Like I was a junior in high school, and um, ended up falling in love with it. Like we ended up going over like the the five mother sauces, and then end up like you know just the basic stuff, and like trying to go over like um, technical like cuttings and small dice, julienne and all that kind of all that kind of stuff and tourneying and I ended up falling in love with the industry so I ended up um yeah that's how that's kind of how I found the industry um 
and I ended up going to, um, it came time to like choose a school to go to uh, for college. And I knew I wanted to go to culinary school, but I didn't necessarily want to major in culinary because at 16, I was like, um, I was fortunate enough to work in, a, um, in a Giovanni's Fine Italian Dining mm-hmm. on the line and work in the kitchen. And I already knew that I didn't want to do that. So I ended up going to culinary school and majoring in food and beverage management and ended up uh, like volunteering at this wine tasting event in Grand Rapids. And uh, at the wine tasting event, this dude came up to me and was uh, like poured this Chateau Neuf du Pop. Mm. At the time, I was like, yo, Chateau Neuf du what? Like what you just called me? So, so he like ended up starting to explain like your shot enough to pop literally translates to be castle of the pope and the pope used to go to like this castle this massive castle in the southwest region of france all the time and just basically just like get lit and i was like yo what like we're like this is crazy and <laughs> opened up like blessing this like entire land it was just like yeah this is i bless the grapes and um, he ended up telling me, like, okay, so um, GSM, mm-hmm. um comes from, like, this specific region uh, in the southwest region of France. And Chateau du Pop is, like, a sub-region of, like, Côte d'Arone. And my mind was just blown at the time. Um, and, the, and the wine and the juice was dope, too. Like, it tastes <laughs> good. So it was, like, as he's, like, telling me this, and I'm, like, sipping it, I'm, like, yo, this is crazy. Like, what? I can like literally travel the world through like a glass. Like this is this is crazy. So from there, I ended up like um, yeah, I ended up uh, working at this restaurant in Michigan, Grand Rapids. Um, and my GM at the time, uh, she ended up she saw like my passion or whatever, and she ended up telling me, "Yo, you should um, like go after your song." So I ended up. Um, like taking my first level sommelier test when I turned 21. Oh wow! In Traverse City and passed it, and then from there, like end up working for a small distributor, um, so, which I, at the time I didn't realize how dope the portfolio was, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was it was really dope. Um, re- representing like people like from Jenny and Francois out in New York who imports um, like mad natural juices from um, Europe and some in the states or even like uh, Herman Stories, who's out in Paso Robles doing some dope stuff out there, Fabulous, um, and like Brooks out in um, Oregon and Washington. And like, it was, it was just it was just dope. And I just, um, just kind of like flares from there. Uh, really quick, Tanisha has joined us. Hey, Tanisha. Hi, I had a little trouble. That's okay. Uh, George has introduced himself. He's telling his wine story and he is from Chicago. No way! by by way of two other places but yeah okay well I mean that happens (laughs) (laughs) I did not realize but he does live in Michigan now okay well still Midwest all right couldn't give up those winners okay oh I'm I'm trying to escape him eventually I'm trying to get out of here it's crazy you know how it is yeah left that behind (laughs) <laughs> you have that. I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> that was an amazing story though george so yeah so from that point um was that the um inspiration for graped out you know the inspiration from graped out came from uh in all honesty i didn't really see a lot of 
people of color. I didn't see black people. I didn't see Mexican. I didn't see people of color within the industry. And I kind of wanted to put my own twist on, uh, my own twist on wine, in all honesty. So that's kind of how, like, Grape Out Birth, it was, it was, it was after being in the industry so much, especially in Michigan, because Michigan is, like, mad conservative outside of, like, Detroit um, and mad white, in all honesty. Mm. Um, which is, which I mean, which is cool, whatever. But I didn't see myself represented within that, within that space. So um, I really kind of wanted to make my own avenue, and that's kind of how Graped Out kind of came about. And what exactly is Graped Out? What do you do? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Graped Out. Um, essentially, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to take the bougie out of wine, straight up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, through two different phases. The first phase is through pop-up tastings where I intersect live music, live art, food, and then of course wine all into one experience. Um, And then the second phase, which I haven't quite gotten into quite yet, but I'm still working on, uh, is is actual wine production where I want to produce my own juice. Oh, so you make your own wine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. Oh, that's what I'm inching towards. I've done it before in the past, so I'm just trying to do it under the Graped Out label. That's what's up. What kind of wine you want to make? Um, and all, so I want to do Riesling, in all honesty. Mm. Um, Riesling is like my favorite grape, hands down. Um, it's mad versatile. You can It can be mad sweet, it can be dry, it can be sparkling. It can go so many different ways. Um, I just love the Riesling grape, and it grows so well in Michigan. So that's kind of uh, that's, that's, that's what I'm leaning towards, in all honesty. Yeah. And, and so um, what is the wine like in Michigan? I've had a few um, bottles of Michigan wine that weren't bad at all. But what's, the, yeah, what's the wine scene like? Um, I had, um, you know, it's, it's dope in all honesty, like Michigan wine within Michigan is like a whole thing. Um, it's interesting because like Michigan is, or, or at least Grand Rapids where I am in West Michigan is known for it's like beer scene, but mm-hmm. Northern Michigan is known for, you know, Riesling and, and, uh, Cab Franc and a little bit of, uh, Traminette, which is like, um, yeah. if it's. Uh, Lambruscas, you know, so it's it's like it's, it's a blend, I should say, a hybrid. So it's 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 dope, in all honesty. The wine scene is like actually, it's actually pretty cool. It it is it, but it's all dependent on like where you are within the state, how mm-hmm. how the wine scene is, because like West Michigan is so different than like the east side of Michigan versus like northern Michigan. It's just so. It's just so random, you know. Um, but it's it's overall it's it's a dope scene. Um, there's some really cool producers like El Mobby, who's up north, producing um, like <clears throat> sparkling. Um, there's some producers down south, um, kind of almost by like Indiana, like Chicago area, um, that are doing some really cool stuff. Um, but it's it's just really interesting to see like the Michigan wine scene pop off the way it is, just because. You know, we're, we're kind of on the same, we're at the same, like, parallel as, like, your regions, like, Alsace and, like, Mosul. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're able to kind of grow um, grapes. or We have a similar climate. As right. Maybe. So we're able to kind of grow the grapes that are um, kind of really prominent in those regions. Um, to see, like, this region kind of, or this, 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 this state pop up 
from um like your average like oh obviously i don't even say average but like the regions like new york who are doing rieslings mm-hmm. a little bit more well known like nationally sure the michigan reasons compete with those and see how they do um and even compared to like some reasons from like alsace or mozon tanisha have you had michigan wines before i've had a couple yeah and it's funny my cousin just was talking to me um today that she's going on a tour they apparently do tours of um michigan wineries from chicago oh wow her and some friends are do four wineries in Michigan and she was like you've been so proud of me I'm going on a launch in Michigan (laughs) I can't wait to hear back how that um how that goes and what she thinks of the wines yeah I think a few um wine bloggers went on a press trip to Michigan either I think it was like a few years ago so yeah Mm yeah oh that's real cool that's right and it's good to know that they're doing um uh, like regular wine. At first, it was just a lot of uh, sweet wine and ice wine because of the mm-hmm. temperature up there. Sure. But are yeah, yeah. Standard wine. And exactly. And just like kind of escaping from like that, you know, the sweet wine and palate that kind of really tends towards like the masses and really get into like those cab francs mm-hmm. and really, do, you know, a little bit more wine that has a little bit more structure and body. Um, it's, it's it's really cool. It's interesting just to see the transition and like just kind of how they're playing with it or how we're playing. I should say. That's what's up. So George, your Instagram is like a Pinterest heaven. Like <laughs> your first of all, you travel all around the world. Your pictures are gorgeous and yeah, you have a very you. nice sense of style. Wow! Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I mean, from the hats to the scarves and the jeans and everything fits nice. Well done. I have to commend you. Thank you so much. I get it from my mama. (laughs) (laughs) Straight up. She's, um, but yeah, I I love, I love traveling in all honesty. And I see the world through, uh, at first, in all honesty, the only way that I could travel was, was really through wine and through food, you know, and I would really, like I would have like these I went to culinary school, so like everybody cooked, you know what I mean? And like, we always, you know, just, just got together and just did our thing. And that's the way that we would kind of just see the world until I um I took a trip. Um my, my first trip was when I was when I turned twenty one, I think it was. And I actually went um to I did a European tri- Euro trip and I went to um Paris, um went to uh London um, I went to Amsterdam and then Brussels and it was just, you know, it was just, it's just a really complete difference. You know what I mean? It was, it, it was just different being able to see, um, the world from a totally different perspective. Um, especially being like, you know, a black, person, um, throughout the world. It was, it was really interesting to see like people's take on, um, I don't know, just people's take on like who I was, um, and where I came from. I- like knowing like where I came from in all honesty. So it was just, it was just interesting. Huh. What's the stuff? So what's next on your uh, travel destination? Uh, yeah. Um, Barcelona. Um, oh. uh, Barcelona. Barcelona. Is Sorry. it? Yes. <laughs> the food is amazing. The wine is phenomenal. Oh, I'm knowing. Oh, yeah. What what was your what was your favorite part about going to like Barcelona? Wine. 
Yeah. No, I had um, a sangria, uh, a lot of meat. And oddly enough, I didn't know this before I went, but um, uh, Barcelona, and then they also say Spain too, is really um, known for gin and tonics. And I really like really? gin and tonics. So I had quite a few of those. I didn't know that. I did not know either. So <laughs> I was pairing them up with a whole bunch of different kinds of tonic, um, some house made and flavored, pink peppercorn and grapefruit. Oh and yes, yes. All of that. We did a little day trip to Pinedes and had some cava. You can yes. do that in a day from Barcelona. Yes. I can't all. Oh, oh, that sounds amazing. Cava is so, sparkling wine is so slept on here in Michigan. I feel is like it? it really what? is. You know, everybody, everybody oh, always. It seems expensive. Yeah. In Michigan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> you know, everybody always skates to like champagne, but like no one really understands. Like, it's Michigan is just so conservative, not only like politically, but also like with everything else that follows, right? Mm -hmm. They only kind of they only tend towards one direction, mm -hmm. and they stick to that direction in which that is. And I'm sorry, why do you live there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just oh my god, that just made my whole entire night. <laughs> no, like, uh, what are you doing? honestly like as conservative as it is like there are just like little pockets like like detroit like your ann arbors and like even like in west michigan and grand rapids it's like big fish and small pond type of concept where i'm able to do things like i'm doing like being a young uh african-american in like this completely dutch white space i can still i, I, I can still do um, and present something that's kind of outside of the box and outside of what they're used to. Not that there's no one else doing it, um, but there are just so few of us that are doing it yeah. that stands out a little bit more and we can have a bit, little bit bigger of a, a, a pool in, in what we do um, out here. So yeah, that's, that's, I mean, and it's gorgeous. Like Michigan, hands down, straight up and down, is just absolutely beautiful. Like the Great Lakes are the Great Lakes for a reason. Like Mich uh, Lake Michigan is just absolutely brilliant. I mean, it's it's fresh water. You know, Northern Michigan is is absolutely amazing. If you haven't gone, if you haven't come, been to Michigan, you should definitely go to Northern Michigan. Check out the wineries. Check out the the water uh, front. It's it's beautiful. Yeah, I'm like I've been to Detroit. I've been in Detroit too. Cause I, I, Detroit. Yeah, I, got, I got family in Ohio. <laughs> very close to Detroit. Yeah. Detroit. Yo, yeah. Detroit is a whole different world. Yeah. Like I love it. As conservative as you are describing Michigan, what kind of wines do you serve at Graped Out? You know, I like to teeter totter. Um, it depends on it depends on the time of season, mm. and I um, always like to throw in a Michigan wine um, just to wrap. But um, I usually tend, I, I, I usually tend, um, it's, it's usually all over in honesty. Sometimes um, I'll be throwing like a Shannon from the bar. Um, sometimes I'll do, um, I'll focus on like California and um, Paso because I just love Paso so much or Paso so much. Um, but um, I, I really want to, yeah, that's, I really want to kind of focus on the season be, and really focus on like seasonality um, and and really highlight um, like this past, I did um, a uh, a summer series where I focused on each each um, each pop up that I had. I wanted to focus on a lot of 
unique whites um and unique whites is um definitely uh, uh caters to like i don't know just uh, just a different like um like Chien blancs and viennese um things that aren't necessarily unique to us but um to michigan people or michiganders i should say it's kind of like out of the box um so yeah that's just kind of how, how i focus and kind of pin on uh graped out pop-ups and tastings that i usually have oh are you going to take graped out outside of michigan or are you going to keep it there you know i i eventually um with with the pop-ups i definitely want to do some i i have one uh, i'm trying to plan one in chicago currently um from there um i really want grape out to kind of grow from the production standpoint eventually mm. uh, and then kind of grow from there then bring the pop-ups through uh, my actual wine but right now it's just michigan focused and kind of trying to grow it from here on out um i have another one coming up uh it's uh it's at the grand rapids international um food beer and wine festival and um I'm, I'm bringing out some producers from or a producer i should say from oregon and focusing on um uh it's called shades of blackness and it highlights um different um blacks or african americans um specifically that are doing their thing within um the food realm as well as the uh, the beverage realm and kind of bring it all in to bring the experience of um just black culture so this is the part of the show where we ask you random questions. <laughs> they may be rapid. They may not. It's all good. Okay. Uh, and uh, these questions are for you too. I'm ready for it. I'm ready. Okay. You ready? All right. Um, who is your favorite designer? Designer. Oh my God. Um, so my favorite designer, uh, it, it kind of teeter totters in all honesty. I don't want to seem like I'm like that hipster young dude that's like <laughs> this gold and um and thrift shops all the time. But I usually get all of my stuff at thrift stores. Mm. So anything that looks good, anything that fits me well, I usually kinda of tend towards. Um but I do uh I do like um uh I you know I'm I'm basic and honestly. Like I, I usually shop at like Banana uh, mm -hmm. Republic. Yeah, just I'm just I'm just basic, no honestly. Okay. Tanisha, you have a favorite designer? One favorite? No, probably not clothes. I mean, I have favorite shoe designers that I look at and I'm like, wow, those are amazing. I can't. Oh, who are your shoe designers? Um, shoes. I like Brian Atwood probably the most. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are like my favorite favorite. I follow on Instagram. I'm like, oh, and just. <laughs> I have to be honest I'm pretty similar to George I've been shopping at thrift stores a lot lately yeah you can yeah. find some dope stuff you know honestly like you could really cop some stuff I always hear that and I see people with dope stuff that they got at vintage shops mm -hmm. um, I don't have the patience for that because <laughs> I find some, I found some really dope stuff when I was in Paris at the the thrift shops. You did, and I'm like, wow. Um, <laughs> I mm -mm. like I get mad when stuff is not all on hangers. <laughs> and it's like two shoved together, and I like TJ Maxx and Marshalls used to frustrate me. 
Oh, wow. Because stuff would be so shoved in. I'm like, oh my God, this is just so hard. I, why is all this on the floor? This place is a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> That brings me back. Yeah, my mom used to take us, like, I, I used to be like my day when my mom used to take us to, like, TJ Maxx and Marshalls. Mm-hmm. And, like, so, like, I used to get, like, I used to have, like, two things I can get, like, and it was, like, really rare that we actually went. But, like, the times that we went, I went and picked out that polo, and I wore that thing like it was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Well, that's nice. You were rich. I, I shopped at Burlington when I was a kid. Yo, Burlington it was, it was- I think my mom instilled in me this whole what, why, why is everything so shoved together why can't we move uh, this okay um, yeah, yeah yeah but I'll, you know honestly like yeah. recently I've been really trying to support um, some of the homies that are out here mm. uh, that being like Detroit or Chicago um, who are like designing and like creating like dope stuff um, so I'm really trying to rock what they wear because I'm I'm a really big advocate of like supporting local. Yeah. Uh, really like supporting like the people that I like and like I love um, who I'm like particularly connected with and know that like that dollar is going to their pockets. Sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've been really trying to be intentional about that more recently. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Next question. What is your favorite pairing? Ooh, okay. Um, so my favorite parent, hands down, um, and I did it recently when I went, when, uh, well, actually, when I went to college, because um, I've always been a fan of them, but Harold's Chicken with a mild sauce. Listen, come through. Straight up. Straight I'm up sorry, I didn't even hear the pairing. I got excited over to Harold. Sorry. I pair it with the Chenin Blanc. Okay. Yeah, like then it has like some nice fruit, some nice acid. The tangy from the mild sauce is yeah. all like it, it comes out just a little bit, but you still had like a little bit of sweetness that that it hits you. But mm-hmm. the acid from the Chenin Blanc cuts through that fat of the um of the chicken and the, uh, the fries. It's just perfect. It's perfect. Okay. Mhm. Mhm. Well, Something to have a bit more fruit. You are officially our favorite guest now. <laughs> I'm with it. Yeah. That sounds like a fantastic pairing. Oh my god, it's amazing! <laughs> have you had Harold's before? I have not had Harold's before, but I've heard. Oh. I'm I'm a serious, I'm serious about fried oh. chicken. Though. Oh so. man, oh, we, I forgot. Oh, you from DC, so you got that mumbo sauce. We yeah. do. I mean, it ain't it ain't mild sauce. Well, right don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do not that. Mild. I mean, you know, I lived in DC forever, so I get it. I ate it, but it is right, it right, right. in comparison. Hey. Right, right, right. All right, I'm not gonna argue with y'all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you tonight, so right. I got no backup. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, uh, yes. All right. What did you say? What is your favorite pairing? I just assumed it was um, Popeyes and champagne. Um. No, that's just like the one I talk about the most because people don't believe me. Well, speaking of Popeyes, I got a question. Did you all have the? Um, did you all actually? Well, I, I know you're you're in Paris. Yes. Um, I don't know if you had the actual chicken sandwich. Did you? Yes, I had it. I told you I was serious about fried chicken. Yeah, I, <laughs> I stood. I stood in line. I stood in line and I had the sandwich. And yeah, did you have it? 
I did. It was it was pretty dope. It was yeah. Really it was good. good. It was good. I can't even lie. It was good. I had it with a rose. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was dope. Yeah. <clears throat> Tini, she got I have it. I'm sorry. Which? <laughs> What's your favorite pairing? <laughs> I don't know about a favorite pairing. You I know, feel I'm like whatever. Right. It's not like mussels or something. Don't you eat a lot of mussels there? Yeah, but I drink beer with those. Sorry. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Oh, honestly, like yeah. Like if I'm just drinking, if I'm just chilling, I don't I don't mind cracking open um in all honesty, like a, a nice beer to like go with whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm, I'm kind of like versatile with it in all honesty. Um, especially if it's just if I'm just chilling in all honesty because yeah. mm-hmm. I find so much. And yeah. actually, like, prior to like when I was in when I was in college and undergrad, like I was um, I hated being being known for as like the wine dude at culinary school. Why? So, I mean, well, just because I don't, I don't like being put into like one. I didn't like being put into like one box. Uh. Because I wanted to be like, um, I want to be, I want to know it all. You know, what I mean, I want to like be like a learner of it all. So I didn't want to just be like just wine. I want to be wine, beer, food, all of it. Especially being like a food and beverage major at like a culinary school where everyone's majoring in culinary. You're already, you already have this like little, I don't know, this this thing about you. Um, so I just always want to to prove myself and just kind of like learn so much about like beer and like learn so much about wine but yeah it don't it, it doesn't matter like as far as like parents for egos um because like anything can kind of go like whatever like whatever you like is what you like um as long as you you you, you kind of understand like the 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 communal aspect of like whatever you're doing mm-hmm. you know and really bringing together food and wine and being really intentional about those two things and conversation comes from that and kind of bringing about um, different things that come from, you know, just bringing those things together. Got it. Got it. So, Tanisha, you do not have an answer. For pairings, I'm sorry, not just like one. I am starting to do like some, like really making note of pairings I enjoy when it comes to wine and cheese. Okay. Since I have access to like two trillion cheeses, I am now um, just kind of getting really into that and seeing how those taste together and okay. what I like. I'll take what, have you your, what have you found that's been your best, like your top three? Um, so I really like the stinky creamy cheeses. Mm-hmm. And I started with making it, you know, easy and the, where the cheese is from, drinking a wine from there. So if right. cross which is right. in the Burgundy region, and so drinking uh, um, white Burgundy. So mm. That's amazing together, because that's um, it's really creamy, and then the, the wine has that uh, nice, right. crisp minerality to it. Right, right. Um, what else? I am super into blue cheese, so oh, Roquefort, well, you know. Yeah, Roquefort and uh, Forme d'Aubert. I um, eat those and surprise people when I serve those at the end of a um, cheese platter. And they're like, yeah. oh, I don't like blue cheese. I'm like, but taste this one. Yeah. Um, that one's nice with the uh, sweeter wine. A Riesling with a little bit more sweetness to it. And mm-hmm. some people say Sauterne, but mm, Sauterne can still be a little too sweet for me. Right, right. That's that's always no honestly like that's always been my go to is like if I'm if I'm eating like a Stilton, mm-hmm. I'm 
like always well i would say always, but i usually go towards like um a sweeter wine like like a riesling or like even like a um or like a late, late harvest riesling i should say or even like a um like a port or a porto like yeah. i've all that's like always been like my go-to but i've been trying to like escape that and like trying to find other other um places i could go try a new thing yeah, and some of the more aged and harder cheeses, uh, trying those with uh, red wines or fuller-bodied white wines. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I do um, have to piggyback on your blue cheese, and because I made lamb last night, mm -hmm. and so what I did was I slow-cooked the lamb in a crock pot, and... Yeah, I wanted to know how this turned out because you got us all the way to the end of the meal and then it was just like, well, I'm not posting no more. What do you mean? <laughs> I showed you what the end result. Did it not del look delicious? <laughs> I mean, but was it? Like, it could look oh, no. like that could have just been like the good side. Like, I don't know if the other side was perfect. Oh, no. Right, I, try, I mean, I tried to give you as much detail as I could. I even I even um, used the fork to pull the meat apart in the slow cooker so you could see how oh. it came oh. apart. I was I showing. Think I might have missed that part. Okay, no. <clears throat> so, um, so it was a leg of lamb, and I slow cooked it, and I slow cooked it in red wine, and um, it came out really, really good. And so, when I was building my lunch last night, I took um, so a spinach on the bottom. There, it was cauliflower rice, corn, um, butternut squash, and I put blue cheese in the middle. Oh. So, Right. So then um, I had my lamb in a separate container. So what I did was when I was ready to eat it, I just heated up the lamb and just dumped the lamb over the salad. Oh my that, God. That blue cheese. It just takes it to a different level. It took yeah. it to a whole nother level. And then yeah. last night I opened this, um, it was a Costco wine and they have a Southern Rome. Really? Oh, so, yeah, they got a Southern Rome. And I was like, oh my, why is this so good? <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but I swear, the lamb with the blue cheese and the Southern Rome. Yeah. yeah. yeah I also it. feel like the Southern Rome can do no wrong. Like, I have not this had a bad wine from them ever. Yo, it was bad, it was because it was something literally wrong with a bottle or something like yeah. that. But I've never had a wine from there I did not love. Really? Never. Uh, man, that's good. Southern Rome. Does it right? Whether it's yeah, whether they, do, it's, they do it right every time. Yep. Whether it's a blend, whether it's a white, it don't matter. It does yeah. not matter at all. It's at, right. And not my favorite. Well, I have a question for you all. Mm -hmm. If you all had to choose you all's favorite region, um, what would you say that is? Mm. That's really hard. That's almost asking, like, what my favorite wine is. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 um, no. I'm saying the region, so I'm, I'm trying to, like, be a little bit more Um, Tanisha, are you going to go first? Um, I can't. It's just my answer is weird because I have a favorite I just don't drink it often because the price point doesn't allow it as much as I'd like it. <laughs> That's literally the story for life. <laughs> mm -mm. So, like, my favorite region of all time would be uh, Burgundy. 
Mm. because for them to just have two grapes there is a ridiculous amount of diversity from top to bottom in how those two grapes taste right um you have your oaky chardonnay you have your non-oak but still medium body chardonnay you have your super light and crisp and um minerally chardonnay you have your heavy pinot you have your light grapey fruity pinot i mean it's so much that you can get from there so yeah i'd have to say that is like my favorite but when it comes to burgundy you're not getting they don't have a value range like literally every other region so if you want burgundy you are spending um a decent amount on it to uh get one that is quality whereas other regions will have a florin one if you talk about what i drink the most that's actually probably um Languedoc Roussillon. Mm. I drink I drink the most amount of wine from there because I can get a good bottle for like seven or eight. If I'm, I'm, I'm balling, I'm spending fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm a rich. laughs> right, right, right. <clears throat> um, for me, everybody knows that I drink kava every day, all day, and I love sparkling wine. Yeah. Um, this region that I recently discovered, I had heard of it, but I hadn't really gotten to know the wines, but let me know if I'm saying this correctly. So it's Trentino in Italy, but, uh, Trentadoc. Am I saying that right? It sounds me. Anyway, it's Italian and it's, they, um, (laughs) 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 It's a part of Italy that's all mountains and they produce nothing but sparkling wine. And okay. man, there are sparkling Fire. wines and they make them in champagne style. They're a traditional mm-hmm. method. Oh, word. So, nice. Yeah. Um, it's my latest. Is it the latest post? Um, it's two posts um, ago in Instagram. Um, it's not surprising that your favorite would be sparkling. Like that's yeah. not surprising <laughs> So, I'll, and I think, anyway, I'm not going to go in my brand about sparkling wines and like pairings and stuff. But anyway, yes, uh, Cava First and um, Trenchadoc. I hope I'm saying that right. I have to look it up. Anyway, that's my second favorite. That's dope. That's interesting. All right. Next question. Describe your typical Sunday. Um, my typical Sunday is usually filled um, in two parts. One part is um, with a bunch of friends. Um, well, not a bunch of friends. Probably, probably like three or four. Um, uh, after church, we go to brunch, and then from there, um, yeah, I just, I just kind of get my day together mm. and really kind of, really try to figure out like what I'm doing that next week, and like understanding like what's going down in all honesty. But before that, we brunch and we get. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. So no football? No, I'm not no, I'm not I'm not really a sports dude, no. Gotcha. Okay. Like I I'll watch if if somebody like if somebody has it on. Mm -hmm. But like I'm not I'm not gonna flex and be like, yo, yeah, I got like mad fantasy football leads and like yeah, Mm -hmm. nah, not that dude. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Tanisha, what about you? What's your typical Sunday? Oh, nothing is typical about <laughs> Sunday or the weekend. It could literally be anything. It could be I'm going uh, on free museum day mm-hmm. to I'm having brunch to I never leave my apartment. 
Right, 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 right. Afternoon wine tasting. It could be anything. Mm. Okay. Yesterday, did I leave? Yes, I did. Yesterday, I had French class, brunch with friends, and then it started raining. And I was like, well, I'm going home. That was gotcha. That was gotcha. It could be anything. Uh, yeah, my typical uh, Sunday. It varies also, but most of the time, I use that day to just sort of gather myself and get ready for the next week. Um, but one thing that I always do on Sundays is I check for open houses, regardless of the price. So, really? I might, yeah, I might be in the neighborhood with. First of all, million dollar houses in DC. A lot of times, they have cookies and champagne. So what? that is a whole thing. Ah. So oh, yeah, they use cookies like they bake cookies in the well. I don't know if they still do is it doesn't happen a whole lot, but they'll bake cookies to entice you, you know, make you feel it. Right, right, right. Fill you the yeah, exactly. And then oh, then the with sparkling wine is just like an added bonus, like, oh my god, <laughs> I'm never leaving. So um right, right, right. right. <clears throat> oh my that's that's yo that's like an added bonus like i need yeah. to see that no honestly <laughs> that's amazing yeah that's something i typically do on saturdays <laughs> yeah. i mean su- sunday sorry um yeah that is dope that's dope i need to start doing that <laughs> like seriously we start uh, i'm gonna take a girl and we're just gonna go uh just, just go just go to open houses yeah <laughs> Wait, yeah. I love that. That's actually a cute little date. Yeah. Seriously, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. This is our last question. All right. So it's 60 degrees on a Saturday night. You're in front of a fire pit with a group of friends. What are you drinking and what song is playing? Good question. Um, so I'm a... I'm a really big fan of Chance, Chance the Rapper, that is. Sure. Um, so he's definitely in the background. Um, and I'm probably drinking a number of things, in all honesty, especially if it's uh, a Saturday because I don't have to work the next day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm probably either drinking um, one of my favorites, probably a Beaujolais. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, just because it's, 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 it's mad affordable, but it's super approachable. You could drink it all day. You could drink it chill. You could drink it whatever. Um, I'll probably be drinking maybe, um, I'll throw Old Fashioned in there because mm. I love whiskey. Yeah. Um, and I'll probably, yeah, that, that, that'll probably be those two, you know, honestly. Okay. But okay. I'm really a big fan of Beaujolais. Sure. Impressive. Well, people sleep on it. hmm Yeah. 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 Oh my God. People sleep on it so much. And <laughs> because they oh, think of it as just they think of it as nouveau. just nouveau. Yeah. They think it's just nouveau. So they're like, oh. I ain't with it. No, no. Beaujolais can be so many different things. You know, yeah. like especially mm-hmm. get a, a really good one. Um that that like a uh, like a village and that, that has a little bit more structure and that can aid for a, a longer period of time um, and that's meant to age for a little bit longer mm. um, it can be absolutely amazing the fruit that comes from it um, the cherry note I mean it's just it's just crazy and honestly and then and then just kind of like being in front of a fire drinking a bow and just kind of like just just 
just chilling with friends, something that you can just kind of like throw back and just kind of be playful with a little bit, you know, yeah. just, just, just chill, you know. Yeah. Tini, you got a, you got an answer? Oh, wait, did you say your song? You said Chance the Rapper. I said Chance. I'm just, okay. I'm just. <laughs> okay, gotcha. You got What's the question again? <laughs> Bro, you in, you in front of a fire pit with your, your homegirls. What are you drinking and what song is playing? Okay. Uh, and it's funny. This is what, um, in that interview I just did, uh, they asked, like, what is my, like, ideal way to drink wine? And I was like, oh, in front of a fireplace and, like, some jazz or some R&B playing and um, a glass. So... I'd say jazz or R&B, uh, a song specifically. I mean, I know you're expecting me to say Rick Ross, but. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe like some old, like legit old, like some Jodeci or some H-Town or some okay. Silk. Okay. Some Blackstreet. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, I've completely dated myself, but whatever. <laughs> are you are you all into are you all into Neo Soul? Oh sure. yeah. well, I am. Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't heard that word in a very long time. So <laughs> I didn't know people still used it. Right. I like yes. I haven't heard that since like Jill Scott's second album. Like that was <laughs> Oh, <true>. yo. <laughs> yo, I'm just got all day. Yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, because uh um because my song, well, first of all, my wine is gonna be this is probably the only time I will say this wine. Um uh, a California Zen. California really? Zen, California Zen, maybe a cigar. Um yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and my song would be probably um, probably on and on, Erica Badu. Ooh. <laughs> so I, I feel that actually in my soul right now. Yeah. <laughs> right? I, yeah. <laughs> Everybody about to go play that. I mean, it's right, me. right, right, right. <laughs> I'm gonna go play that like man. Um, oh man. So yo, this is awesome. Yeah, Erica, that that's 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 a whole vibe. <laughs> yeah, I was having this conversation um, with me and Alan. We, we were driving to Richmond um, on Friday. We were having a conversation because, like, I don't know how old you are, George, but back in the day, we remember, like, going to record stores and, like, buying a CD when it came out and standing Man. in lines and uh, unwrapping it and reading the uh, inside. And reading yeah, the I inside. Wanna, I don't want to date myself. But my first CD that I ever bought was actually um, Usher Confessions. And I'm not going to hold you. That was, like, probably the best thing that ever happened to my life. <laughs> like, wait, wait. That was the first CD that you bought was you know, Usher Confessions? He said first CD. Gee, I remember the first record I bought, okay? <laughs> like I said, I don't want to... Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to date yourself. Oh my god! Right? Yeah, I don't want to date myself, but I remember buying um that. Yo, 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 yo! <laughs> but still, but still, like that, that whole album was just crazy. Like it was yeah, fire. It was no, that was a good album. I had to. Admit I was, yeah, he was, he was, it was dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was in college when they came out. <laughs> but oh, my whole point was like, kids don't know that feeling. You know, everything mm. is so fast and so immediate right. 
right. they can download it and just like that, there's no challenge in getting right. anything. Right, right. It's interesting. It's it's really interesting to see like the way the world is going right now. Sure. Uh, I was like, I actually just I was listening to NPR this morning on the way to work, and I heard um, uh, Forever Twenty One is going out of business. Yeah, yeah, they're going bankrupt. What? They declare bankruptcy. Well, I, I shouldn't take going out of business for bankruptcy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but even like, it's just really interesting to see like how all the retail stores and, and places that you actually want to go and like actually buy something in person. Um, it's kind of being, uh, yeah, just, just kind of doing away with in all honesty. Yeah. Like you yeah. look at places like circuit city right. or even like, yeah. and y'all been let bookstores go. Well, <laughs> so they're, they're actually coming back. They're slowly coming back to, well, I don't know how every other area is, but especially black bookstores, they're starting yeah. to pop up. So like, people um, are starting oh. to get nostalgia about holding books, sipping coffee while they're flipping through pages and stuff like that. So, right. Right. you know, hopefully right. they don't go away again. Because I, I actually like bookstores. The um, Busboys and Poets actually in D.C. is mad. Yeah. And they're like doing really cool stuff and, and like emerging those They two. just announced that there's a new Busboys. I don't know if uh, Columbia, Maryland and it's going to be like three levels high. Wow. So, yeah, they're expanding like crazy. That's crazy. That's dope. But I mean, yeah. but but even to your point, it's it's really interesting to see like the transition yeah. um, from like of of actually like going to a store and like getting everything online. Like whether it be like music, whether it be like a book, mm-hmm. or whether it be even like wine even. Um yeah. How like it will affect our industry in the future, and um and and how a lot of people are like kind of ordering like direct from the winery and and how I don't know how like the laws are in D.C. or cause they they might be a little bit more lenient, but like in Michigan it's like mad strict. Like you have to like you you have to like go through like that three tier system. Oh, you know, okay. Anything that you anything that you cop. So it's just it's just really interesting to and they're kind of leaning away from that right now. But it'd be really interesting to see how like the industry um like plays to that like in the future. That's a whole nother episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you next week. <laughs> but George, right. thank you so much for being on the show. This oh was my. so fun. Yo, thank you all. Like this has been absolutely amazing. I'm I'm so like I'm <laughs> I'm like a like a kid in the candy shop right now. <laughs> kind of like geeking out. Like, so dope. <laughs> Before you go, tell everybody where they can follow you and Grape Doubt. Yeah, so you can follow Grape Doubt at uh, Grape Doubt. Um, that's Grape Doubt um, on Instagram, Facebook, or you can follow me personally at George Walks Three. Um, on uh, Instagram. Um, so yeah, that's that's me. Again, thank you so much too for having me on. This no, thank you for taking the time for us. We really appreciate it. Yo, this is dope. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night. Have a good week. You too. Thank you. You as right. well. Bye bye. Thanks for joining the Swell Speed, everybody. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Please follow us on social media at Swirl Sweet. And you can follow me at Find Me Up, Fellow Girl Meets Glass, Vino Noir, and Vino 301. There will be no show next week, so we'll see you soon. Cheers. <laughs>